0: Armstrong Williams. Dr. Brian Donahue, who's a medical fixture on our show, is joining us to talk about war and also to talk about the latest on COVID uh, and why for some they recover quickly uh, and for others there's just so many lingering issues that they have, like fever, dizziness, heart problems, lung issues, it just continues and what is it, what else do we need to know to sort of prevent some of these lingering issues that people find them, these health challenges they find themselves in. Dr. Donahue, welcome back to the broadcast. You know, I was talking to Daniel earlier about the devastation of war and when you see these missiles raining down on innocent people, you're being a doctor, I mean, of 42 years of experience, Um, Georgetown School of Medicine and Cardiovascular Surgeon. You've seen this, Uh, and you you also understand the impact that this can have long when the cameras are gone and long when the conflict stops.
1: Armstrong, good morning, and I'm so glad that you began your show with that segment. In order to see what trauma is, you have to see trauma. When you spend years of time in large urban emergency rooms throughout the country, all the romance and all the cachet of trauma goes out the window. Trauma is a nightmare for the patients, uh, for the victims. In this case, the innocent civilian citizens that are at risk, and it is a it's a sad day as we view this spectacle unfolding uh, that Europe once again, is at war. It actually, if you will, does kind of break one's heart. Um, And it appears to be the case that it's always understated. That means the actual trauma of this, the destruction, the devastation, the loss of life, the imperiled lives are always understated by those of us sitting happily here at home. Godspeed to those people in Eastern Europe.
0: You know, I, I, I wanna spend the remainder of the show um, to talk about the COVID, Omicron. You know, I know people who you would not be caught anywhere without a mask on their face. And when I see them now, all of a sudden they'll they'll tell you privately, I'm tired of the mask. I'm not wearing it anymore. For some reason, they believe that the pandemic has drastically slowed. Uh, In their minds, it is Over, And yet we hear these stories about people who find themselves uh, after the COVID is over, their heart is racing like a race car. Um, They're having all these heart issues and people having heart attacks that is not often reported just the number of people and the lingering effects of COVID. Talk to us about the lingering effects of COVID, why it impacts so many even when the symptoms are no longer there. And should we um, celebrate a masculine society? Is that where we need to return? Or we need to exercise caution here?
1: So, you know, the surest way to be defeated is to declare victory too soon. So COVID is an ongoing issue. Is it better than it has been over our years together, Armstrong, you and I? together reporting this to Europe to your many viewers across the fruited plain yes it is so things clearly are better and the kind of strategies that you and I have talked about in this format in the past are working so it is the case that the uh, vaccines much ballyhooed as they've been of late people saying well my friend was triple vaccinated and yet still got COVID." on the other hand uh, the friend was not hospitalized, the friend was not in the intensive care unit, the friend was not intubated, and the friend, uh, happily, was not at risk for losing uh, her, her life. So the vaccine has been a tremendous uh, uh, linchpin in this whole thing. There's deal fatigue, on the other hand. People are tired of having the same conversation. They're tired of the kind of imposition that the virus has placed on all of us. Uh, people are buying, uh, you know, uh, tickets now to travel and they're looking forward to a spring and a summer of some buoyancy. On the other hand, it's important we remember that none of this is about us. This is a virus that has overwhelmed all of us, has proved to be a very worthy adversary. And it would be a mistake, as you suggest, uh, to, uh, to declare victory early here. So. The right answer is like with any continuous variable. So you lock your door every night. You don't decide after 10 years of locking the door that nobody's come by over the last few years, I think I'll leave it open. So we continue to protect ourselves against a continuous variable. Having said all of that, Armstrong, it's interesting on this uh, beautiful Saturday morning to think about one other thing, which is some of the advantage, if you will, that has come about as a consequence of this this plague on all of us. The mRNA technology is nothing other than breathtaking. And it holds in embryo so much opportunity. Remember, the woman who is generally credited with making this vaccine, at least conceptually, wasn't thinking about coronavirus. She was thinking about the other background fear that we all privately have, malignancy. And this This mRNA technology may really be a very forward uh, step that was made with great speed as a consequence of the adversity of this. Remember Shakespeare's comment that there is sweetness to adversity. So while we're all exhausted and tethered and hundreds of thousands of us are no longer uh, walking the planet, having said that, we're better than we have been at any point since this began and we have all kinds of new arrows in our quiver to shoot at new adversaries. Uh, so why
0: why the lingering complications from COVID? And how serious are they?
1: So one of the things that you and I have talked about before is how important it is for us in terms of communicating science to our non-scientist viewers to be even-handed and avoid the temptation to, be, to pyrotechnics and a little overstating of the problem. So is there long COVID? Yes, there is. Is there, if you will, COVID heart? No question. How common is it? Rare. Here's what happens. There are several ways that COVID can affect the heart. The most common and the most important is the problem of inflammation. Remember, Armstrong, that 1,200 years before the birth of Jesus, the Latins described inflammation as calor, dolor, and rubor. That means heat, red, and pain. Interesting to think that not much has changed over all those thousands of years that have now followed, which is to say we don't understand a great deal about inflammation. But this business of COVID heart largely is a consequence of the inflammatory system, our bioprotective mechanisms, turning on us a little bit like the big bad junkyard dog occasionally biting the owner. So it's true that the inflammation of COVID can become itself inflammation of the heart. Your viewers this Saturday morning have heard the turn of phrase myocarditis. Comes from the Greek, it means heart muscle inflammation. Typically, this occurs after COVID among people who have had rather more serious disease. Rare is it to see in people with mild and passing illness? I personally take care of a whole host of young athletes. And even in that group, in trying to determine when is it okay for the young athlete after COVID to return to uh, to play, we have seen myocarditis, even in this group usually the myocarditis is a passing event people come in they have chest discomfort not familiar to them they have blood work which identifies ongoing inflammation and occasionally they have added studies like the cardiac mr magnetic resonance that really shows this in my own experience which is rather now extensive over these uh, last two years there's a very small number of people who go on to develop myocarditis that's the so-called long covid uh uh, uh, process and it's rare it's usually passing and it's usually easy to treat in one patient a young healthy professional athlete known to many of your viewers uh uh, there actually was impairment of this young man's heart muscle but even that even that we happily got back you know people
0: will tell you that um it's not COVID that has broken our health system. It's years of neglect
1: that has broken it. You know, the health care system has not seen a challenge like this uh, in decades. So what is the report card on our health care system? But one of the interesting things here is the huge number of patients, Armstrong, that we haven't cared for. You and I have talked in this format about the morbidity, the sickness, and the death relating to COVID. Maybe we haven't quite spoken enough about the increased occurrence of death across other lines, which has occurred during this last two years. Cardiovascular death is increased. Is that because of COVID? No, it's because patients haven't been routinely participating in the healthcare system. Oncology deaths, that means cancer deaths, likewise have risen. Why would that be? Because patients understandably are a little reluctant to go and get their mammograms or their, their, their radiographic studies or see their oncologist. So I wanna highlight that that while it's true that this pandemic isn't over, it's kind of on a low simmer, it's time for us to get back to the business of caring for ourselves across the board. Most of our viewers this beautiful Saturday morning are not so much at risk for what we know, which is the COVID, maybe rather more at risk for what we don't know, which is the lingering illness that we have understandably put to the side during all this, but let's get back and snap back to center. You you know,
0: it's 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 fascinating um how the mind works, Dr. Donahue. You almost in some insane way take comfort that you don't have to go and get checkups because you don't have to find out bad news. It can be such an inconvenience, you don't like needles. Um and yet what people don't understand they're dying a different kind of death by not going to the hospitals to get these checkups. And I I can tell you from firsthand experience, um, I started the process of setting up my annual physical and my heart and my colonoscopy. And I gotta tell you, a year ago, we started that process in February, and it wasn't until June when I actually got to the hospital. And and I, I don't mind the fact where I normally can get in there within a week, that it took, months and months and months. The fact is that I I did get the appointment and I did have the checkup. Some people, because of how overwhelming it is now, they don't even make an attempt. And, and what I would like for us to do in the broadcast today is let people realize what you just said is not about what you know. You know the dangers of COVID. You know the dangers of Omicron, but you don't know the dangers that you don't know by not returning to the hospital for your annual checkup. And there are people who have certain symptoms that they want to ignore. But your body speaks to you in a way that you need to be more aggressive and making sure that everything is still working normal. COVID-19 is disrupting so many essential health services in this country. It's having such an impact on your health. And we've become so focused on COVID, Omicron, masks, vaccine mandates, And what you've neglected is your own health. Dr. Donahue, please continue.
1: So Armstrong, the first thing I wanna say to your viewers this Saturday morning is ask yourself the value of this format. Mr. Williams is presenting a unique point of view, which is so important for us. So often in the media, there's this endless fist clenching and, and table banging about Uh, COVID and uh, all the various and sundry hazards that it poses. But here this Saturday morning, we have a more circumspect approach. Yes, it's true that COVID has been uh, nothing less than a nightmare for all of us over these last uh, two years. It's also true, as the scripture says, that there are dangers that are seen and dangers that are unseen. So much of what we focus on are things that we ourselves can't control. Let's focus on what we can control. So we can control the extent to which we maintain the sovereignty of the body, our diet, our exercise, our relationship with our chosen healthcare provider. We don't let these things fall into neglect and abandon them because the world is a swirl with Russian tanks or or COVID virus. We maintain the sovereignty of our own vessel. That's the body. And so it's important that maybe we have slacked off on our blood pressure checks. Maybe we have slacked off on being unswervingly faithful to our medical program. Let's use this occasion here at the end of this long and debilitating winter to look ahead to the spring and think to ourselves that really our lives are ahead of us. They're not in the rearview mirror. There'll be a time when we have occasion to talk about things other than this exhausting virus. So let's start thinking about that. What really has happened that has been not uh, well covered, except perhaps for this format with on the Armstrong Williams show, is that there are other hazards which have gotten worse. So the death rate we've talked about in America as a consequence of COVID, we have not talked about the increased death rate from essentially every other source of threat and plague other than COVID. So in my own universe, heart attacks, sudden cardiac death are occurring with greater frequency, although the patients are not coming to the emergency room as they have in the past. Why? Because they're afraid. Let's remind ourselves this Saturday morning that the most common turn of phrase in the entire New Testament by far is the following. Don't be afraid. So let's act with thoughtfulness and courage and dispatch to protect ourselves from both the seen and the unseen hazards of life.
0: I mean, let's, let's put the hospitals in focus though. I know people who feel as though their heart is, heart is racing, they're feeling things they've never felt before, they're feeling dizziness, they're just they're, they're not feeling well and when they call the hospitals they advise them not to come. They, they advise them, there's no opening. There's no space. Um, we had a situation where um, someone had to have a procedure and boy, what, it, what they had to do to get their son in the hospital was was unbelievable. And if that son had, they had not, were not successful through their aggression, that kid may have died. So it's not just, because once someone, the hospital
1: tells you there's no room in the end, you're gonna surrender. So you're right, and we were talking a second ago, you and I, about our healthcare report card. So let's ask ourselves, over the last two years, has your healthcare become more accessible, less accessible, or stayed about the same? Answer for all of us, less accessible. Let's ask ourselves, what degree of surveillance do we think we uh, we undertake collectively in our healthcare system and personally? And we know it's less. It is absolutely true what you said, which is, to unpack it, that elective services in the hospital, so maybe your gallbladder uh, procedure or some uh, uh, breast cancer screening or uh, uh, lipid sampling, is down. But you just got through pointing out your own experience, and your own experience is that you were stalwart. You were focused, and you didn't take no for an answer. And I think that we all have to likewise be that kind of uh, sentry at the gate. We know what we need. We maybe know what we have let fall into a little bit of disrepair. So yes, we have to knock harder and louder because the healthcare system continues to be burdened by all of this. So for example, even though the number of cases are down, the the labor intensity of screening patients and screening their visitors and limiting them, these are all consuming tasks for our hospital systems. And so yes, it's less friendly. Yes, it's less available. Yes, it is uh, uh, you know, less out there for us. You make a good point regarding this long COVID. People do have palpitations and they do have chest discomfort. Usually again, after longer and more severe bouts of COVID, that needs to be checked out. Simple blood work, which does not require a hospital visit. Most of our viewers on this Saturday morning have a primary care physician. If they don't, I want them to get one. Um, these are things that can usually be, uh, be checked, at least in the initial review, by the primary care physician. Rarely is it the case that we need a cardiovascular specialist, though heaven knows it does happen and is happening with with great frequency these days. But we don't wanna let these things go into uh, uh, disrepair. If you're having chest discomfort, if you're having palpitations, if you feel a sense of fatigue and listlessness and you don't quite have the wind in your sails post-COVID that you once did, by all means, Go and see your primary care physician. Get some simple blood work and simple imaging studies to make certain that this is all slowly fading away and there's nothing here we need to know more about.
0: You know, I was, um, I'm gonna switch reels on you because um, I know you're so much more than a cardiovascular surgeon. You care about the world affairs. You know, our CIA operative who was scheduled to join us today had internet problems and could not get on. He just sent me an interesting text, and I want to read it to you. He said, it appears after talking to my guys in Romania that Putin has called an audible. He appears staged to take all of Ukraine. Germany and France have simply said they're disappointed. No retaliation, no military might, They've simply said we're disappointed, as if they knew all along what was happening. I know we're very critical of our president. I'm one of those. I criticize him out of respect. But sometimes it appears that the United States is being played. There's a larger agenda that's going on with Europe and Russia that we're not aware of, and maybe we're just spectators.
1: You know, in Armstrong... We all know that weakness begets weakness. And when we have softness in the middle, nothing works right. So in the body, if the core of the body, the abdomen, the pelvis is weak, then the back aches. Likewise, if at the center of our government, we don't have strength and power, not projecting strength and power, but real, strength, and power, then we open the gates to all the demons of the world. Who then should be surprised at our current state of affairs? You know well, you know better than I, actually, that this has all been incubating, at least since last summer, when President Putin pointed out that he planned to do this in July of 2021. You were just asking, what actually is the report card for our healthcare system? What actually is the report card, if I may, for our government? We agree on one thing. Every one of our viewers this morning agrees that the legitimate purpose of government is the protection of its citizens. And when we're weak at the top, In come all these sources of darkness, hither and yon. We haven't seen the end of it. Nobody this Saturday morning is surprised at the text that your CIA operative sent you. No one thinks to themselves, say it isn't so. We all know this. Here's the part that hurts. We've known it for months. And what have we done to gird our loins and get ourselves ready for the moment? The answer is nothing. I'll remind you that in the 1940s, our good friends, the French, stood and watched as Hitler's army progressed unopposed from Berlin to Paris. History doesn't repeat itself. But as a wise man said, it rhymes. There are symmetries in, in history. Weakness then begot calamity. Weakness now, one wonders, is an invitation to disaster.
0: And there's no difference the weaknesses in America's households when there are no fathers, the raised men, they teach them values Uh, and they teach them character. You begin to see the kind of chaos, the crime, the drugs, the disrespect for women, the chaos that ensues in communities and then spreads across the nation.
1: I I just, again, I, I want your viewers to hear that. Again, I know this is not the usual worldview, but let me give it to you anyway. There is a structure, an architecture of the family. It's outlined most clearly by Paul in the New Testament. So the family is meant to be scaffolded, to have bones and muscles and sinews and tendons. And at the center of that family is the father. And we create our own version of palsy weakness and chaos when we are indifferent to those very important structures regardless of what our religion or worldview is these are important these are vital uh, uh ways of being that we have abandoned and we do that at our own peril so if we ask ourselves when we look out the window is what we see what we know our grandfather told us when he was four years old, the gap between our inner life and our outer life has never, in my experience, been greater than it is now. So what we see outside the window uh, is, is aching, pain, chaos. We didn't see that as, as, as children. And the, the, re- the price we have paid for abandoning these basic truisms of life is a price far greater than any of us would have agreed to at the onset. So you're exactly right to point that out. We care for the body. We care for the family. We care for the nation. We care for the creator.
0: And unfortunately, as we wrap the show today, this is a sobering reminder. America is perceived to be weak on the world stage. And all the demons plot to take full advantage of it. And we're seeing it come full circle. Dr. Donahue, you have 20 seconds.
1: So that's true. And let's think of it in just a little different way. We are our fate. We've seen the consequence of maybe going the wrong way. But likewise, the opportunity to turn ourselves enhance our strength, create our sovereignty, and become that shining city on a hill that's right ahead of us, just like the coming spring.
0: Thank you all so much for joining us today. This has been a very interesting show for us today.